Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. What Makes You Smile is brought to you by Dominion National. For anyone that needs dental and vision benefits, I have a one-stop shop for you. TeethKeeperSave.com TeethKeeperSave.com offers dental and vision benefits for everyone with plans starting under $7 a month. Don't have benefits through your employer? Are you self-employed and need dental and vision benefits? TeethKeeperSave.com has various plans for individuals to choose from. Visit TeethKeeperSave.com today and enroll in minutes. What's up, everybody? This is Fred Smooth. This is Landon Collins. Hi, I'm Ryan Kerrigan. This is the Redskins Talk Podcast with J.P. Finley. Very excited about Coach Callahan and me to start the rest of the season. Um, worked really hard to get to this point, and even more work has to be done to continue to go forward. What up, everybody? J.P. Finley, Redskins Talk Podcast, brought to you by the good folks at Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. Go check them out. They got every car, every make, every model, every deal. They will take care of you. All right, we are in Mitch's car. Mitch is here, Pete's here. Hello, gentlemen. What's going on? Hey, fellas. Um, busy day. Uh, Dwayne Haskins spoke for the first time as the starter. And we have always graded press conferences. Perhaps that's quite silly, but it's something we've always done. Nobody has a higher press conference grade than Mark Sanchez. Yeah, so this doesn't necessarily mean it's <laughs> right. going to lead to good performance, but we still do it. But I was impressed by Dwayne today. I thought he hit the right notes. I thought he... I don't know the right... He had more command of the room... And for the first time, what I would argue most importantly is that he allowed that he has grown in this role. Because every other time you talk about his confidence or where he's at in the playbook or where he's at with his teammates, it was always like, yeah, it's great, it's great, I'm ready, all that, you know? But today it just seemed different that he was embracing that I'm at a different stage of things now. And that stood out to me. I mean, he talked about something I reported earlier in the week that after that Vikings game, he came in and, and met with Bill Callahan, and, and and Callahan talked about how important that was to him, and I think Dwayne opened up about what it was like today. Dwayne said, I had to show them accountability, and that they gave me the tools to, to move forward, and it's a different conversation or argument about why there was a delay on giving him these tools or maybe he wasn't ready to accept them or, or recognize how much more work had to go in or whatever. And ultimately, none of this stuff really matters if the play on the field doesn't improve and deliver. But, like, I feel like the last month has been a tremendous growth process for Dwayne. I think we heard him speak with confidence kind of for the first time. We've heard him kind of maybe in training camp talk a little bit about it. And when you listen to him talk up there about taking command of the huddle and how he turns to all-pro guard Brandon Sheriff and is able to tell him the play and there's no question in his mind that he's calling it correctly and and getting everything in. I think we saw him take, you know, a proverbial next step. I think getting on the field against Buffalo for a full game was 
was a big step, but I think the confidence in the meeting room talking about how he needs to be a leader and, and the swag and the, the way that, you know, the team has a bunch of good captains, but as a quarterback, he understands his role is to be a vocal leader. I think we're seeing him start taking those steps that quarterbacks take when they become you know, the man in the locker room when they be, when they lead the offense. Yeah, I think there's more awareness when he said that they're paying attention to how you walk into a meeting room and how you walk into the building. Like, the authority he's seeking doesn't just come from how he plays on the field. It's how he prepares for playing on the field. And I think there's just a better understanding, more maturity, and he seems more reflective and just a little more thoughtful. So he's never going to be the jokey uh, Mark Sanchez-type press conferences, but I think this was a really interesting one, and I just – I'm starting to buy in a little bit to how he feels more confident all over the place and how this will lead to better play on the field. I tell you what, Shovers, drop the Brandon Sheriff quote. Let's let everybody hear that specifically. I just felt like as, as the game went on, the more reps that I got, the more rhythm I got with uh, my eyes and my feet and being able to look guys in the huddle and, and tell an all-pro Brandon Sheriff what the play is and, and have some authority behind him meant a lot for me. And the more that I got to be able to do that, the more confident I was and being able to motivate the guys that are around me and um, finding out ways where I can push the ones that are in the huddle with me. And um, as the more games, more more plays that I get, I feel like I can continue to get better at that. Okay, so you got to hear what he said about looking a guy, an all-pro like Brandon Sheriff, in the eye. One thing I've noticed, <laughs> this is a quick tangent, but two players, have, two Redskins players have both called Sheriff an all-pro in the last week. I don't think he's ever made all-pro. He he's just been a pro bowl. He's pro just really bowler. good. But whatever, that's it's just an interesting note. <laughs> Here's what I'll say, and, and I don't want this to come across as a criticism. Whenever you say that, it probably will sound like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Whenever, it's like whenever I say respectfully, I'm about to bury you. Right. Um, it's <laughs> when I get a little scared when you say it to me. <laughs> but for a while, maybe going all the way back to draft day, Haskins has had kind of this sense of false bravado that, like, I wasn't buying it. I'm not even sure you're buying it. Like, you're buying what you're selling. <laughs> you know what I mean? And since he's actually been on the field, and I'll say since that Minnesota game, like since he bottomed out, whatever you want to call it, Callahan said since he got stung, he has seemed like a different player. And I think the majority of that is because he's getting the work. For for the better part of a month now, he's been getting the first team reps in practice. He got them leading up to that Bills game. If you remember, that was a long layoff because it was a Thursday night game. And then he got them in the week sent the, the, the bonus the practice. Bye week, yeah. But there were two practices, right? right? And then this week there's a bonus practice going into the Jets game. I think he's starting to feel some ownership in the role he's in. And the the I'm the hot shot rookie, I threw 50 touchdowns at Ohio State, whatever persona that brings is less and less important. Because now it's like, oh, man, I'm the starting quarterback for this team. I'm going up against Jamal Adams. Greg Williams is going to blitz me from every possible location. I can't pretend that what I've done matters. i got to be dialed in for this week. I think that was important. You, you mentioned the Greg Williams part. He basically was talking about how he's calling protections and about how he feels that he knows he has to be dialed in in calling those protections and getting everybody right. And then he went on to talk about how, as he got more comfortable against Buffalo and, and with these first-team reps, how he felt his feet starting to follow his eyes better. And, and it, just the whole the whole, uh, the whole um, contraption was starting to come together correctly and, and, and the way that he was – the way that he wants to move forward. Yeah, I, I agree, JP. I found him kind of – there's a stage there, and it might have been because he was the backup or even the third stringer, but we were still talking to him every week. He may not have, like, kind of understood that or liked that. But it, Whereas he would answer things kind of in a prickly way or kind of an off-putting way where he wasn't 
really didn't seem to be taking it seriously and just kind of would brush off a lot of questions. So seeing him how he was today, I was really pleased by it and really encouraged by it. Just, Not that my opinion matters at all, but I was encouraged. No, it, and It, it looks matters like, to our listeners. Yeah, it matters think, in this car. I think he is maturing pretty quickly. Or as it, Bill Callahan says, maturing. And maturing. It matters to me, Pete. Thank you. And, and I agree. Like, just the word selection today were words we haven't heard from him. He talked about accountability. And, and yeah. we haven't heard that word from him. And maybe that's part of the new Callahan ethos out here. I don't know. But he also talked about this, that is it hard to deal with older players? And he tried to say, you know, when I was at Ohio State, I was playing with older players. I mean, he was only 20 probably when he just turned 22. So wasn't he probably 20 when the season started at Ohio State? Yeah. And you know how those big programs are. You got multiple redshirt year guys and all sorts of like he McLaurin was a redshirt senior last year and Haskins was a 20 year old so that's one thing but now to try to get that done in an NFL locker room and he said it's a process it's earning trust you know and he talked about spending more time in the film room and the weight room and all that but what, what where things started to sound different is he's recognizing he has to earn the trust, and he and he's he said I'm hoping that starts translating with the guys in the locker room, where it seemed at times there was this expectation that guys would recognize it. Now it seems like I have to do this, I and then they'll it. see. Right. I saw a clip earlier today. Um, Urban Meyer was talking about him. I saw that. Um, about any Urban Meyer was beyond complimentary of him, but. The leadership part that stood out to me just based on what we were hearing today from Urban was that Dwayne wasn't a great leader the first few games of the season. And as he started getting more comfortable in his role, he was able to become more vocal and take over. And he said by the end, he was one of the best leaders that his program had ever had. And that, that goes, I mean, Urban Myers, Coach Winters, up and down the coast. Coach Alex Smith. Yeah, I mean, he knows he knows where. Coach Tim Tebow. He coached a bunch of big names. And that and McLaurin had a really good quote about what a fully confident Dwayne can look like. Maybe a Dwayne we'll see in a couple weeks, or maybe even in a couple years. But as he's gonna get rolling, McLaurin said, "I kind of describe it as an elite shooter. Ray Allen, any type of elite score in the NBA, you can think of being in a zone. It's like, man, it doesn't matter who's in front of him, what he's seeing. It's just the ball is going in. I see that a lot out of Dwayne when he gets going, when he's confident. So." We're starting to hopefully get that last part when he's confident, and when that confidence rises, hopefully the level of play will rise as well. On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chevy Buick GMC. Let's ride together. So I was on the junkies this morning. It's a good quote. 
7 a.m. for you, correct? Correct. So I was on the Junks, and they uh, I imagine they've been doing this for years, but much like the Redskins Talk podcast, they they asked me a number of over-unders. Ooh. Um, and the two that stuck with me that we can do, one right now and maybe one at the end, is they asked me over-under 200 yards passing for Dwayne this weekend. Hmm. And, and not to preview what we're going to do Friday, but, hell, let's preview what we're going to do Friday on the stream on the My Teams app. I think if it is under that, we got to start looking at this as that's a bad game. I think He's got a month of starts now. I think like, it depends this is the how Jets. it looks. If AP is able to – they should be able to run the ball. The if Jets AP, are the second-best run defense in the NFL. If AP, if AP is able to move the ball, then he might not get a ton of throws. Well – yeah, I think what maybe, Daniel Jones just went for three hundred and four TDs, right? Yeah. And I, that's fresh in everyone's mind. I think it, it's Saquon ran for one yard, and I also sure. think Darnold gives you a couple short fields. You score a couple times. Maybe Dwayne has one eighty and three touchdowns, but they win by a bunch. Like there's context where under two hundred is one eighty and three touchdowns would be a good day. You right. need a lot of. I'm just saying, yeah. dude. 200 this is, isn't a hard and fast. This is Ashburn syndrome, fellas. No, I'm just no, saying. I'm, I'm telling you, that we are we are ash burning ourselves. An NFL quarterback throwing for fewer than 200 yards sucks. Let's be clear about that. Yeah, there Let's are games where it's okay. Explain. No, there no, are games where it's okay. Aren't, there are so a quarterback has to throw for 200 every single week. There are they games where throw for way more than 200. There are games where Drew Brees threw for like 120 last year, and Kamar had four touchdowns. But like. I'm to, saying, I get what you're saying, but it's... No, you, just listen to me. Just listen. <laughs> we are ash-burning ourselves. Just listen to me. It's turning the, against each other. The situation you're describing is so effing rare... Right. ...that that can't... We don't need to provide the asterisk in this conversation. Let's just have the conversation. Throw for more than 200 yards. Yes. The, he should throw for more than 200 yards, but Bill Callahan's offense is a big, giant... Asterix. All they want to do is run the ball. I don't know if that's true. When Case Keenum started in the first half against the Vikings before he got hurt and they were letting O'Connell call his plays, they were throwing the ball. They were moving the ball through the air. But if we see the offense that we saw against the the Bills, you can't expect them to throw for 200 yards. We cannot allow ourselves. Dude, we talk about this during Richmond where we we talk ourselves into the skill positions being better than they are just because we have to watch them every day. And they make plays because they have to. There's no other, like, those drills are so (laughs) one-sided that of course the receivers look good. And every year we're like, wow, these receivers look good. And then we get to games and they suck. So let's not do that with the quarterback. Let's not put the bar so damn low that 150 is good. Let, let's be in this car and be honest with one another. And st- stop with the context. And, and if AP has four... T- context is important. If, if AP has four touchdowns, Pete, you're right. Yeah. They haven't scored in a month. So you're convinced <laughs> AP's going to have four touchdowns? No, I'm just saying 200. It's not a hard and fast thing. It's, where... a, it's a pretty low baseline, man. Look, I know. I get it. Do you? So why do you always feel the need to explain that it's okay? Because they're... And not you. I'm talking about the collective us. I just... Like, we all do this, and we shouldn't. We got to stop. It's Ashburn syndrome. Okay. I just think that 200 can happen. I think he can throw for 190, and it can be okay in certain spots, and it's a very tight little window, but just it doesn't have to be... I agree with you. Yeah. But, like, we shouldn't sit here and explain away why fewer than 200 passing yards is okay. okay. The expectation should be higher than that. Right? Yeah. How many throws I want to be cured. Against, well, I want to be cured, JP. 22. 22. If he gets 20 throws again, 200 yards is still a pretty good, a pretty big number. I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I think we need to have higher expectations. This is the 15th overall pick. This is a kid that threw 50 touchdowns at Ohio State. A month year. ago, we weren't sure that he was going to be able to run the operation. I, I, we I think all of those expectations were so messed up. Like, the kid ain't worried about us expecting more from him. I don't understand why we are. I don't think you want to overhype them. 
over, he's the 15th overall pick, dude. I think we see that he's playing with Trey Quinn and Paul Richardson and a defense, an offense that Paul can't. Paul Richardson, DNP today. That Did you can't, notice that? That can't extend drives with third downs. I think we're seeing all these other parts that. But at what point isn't he the part of it? Yeah, I know. Because, like. I'm thinking, dude, all of this is being said, I think he'll go over 200. I, I think. Uh, what I said the other day. But, yes, at he's a point, giant he part of it. Right. He, has to, he has to rise above all the crap. Like. Aaron Rodgers is throwing to Alan Lazard. Yeah, I know, and that works just fine. For I'm not entirely Aaron convinced. Rodgers is a not... Hall of Fame quarterback. I know, but there are but good quarterbacks make other players better. Right. There is no position. Ooh, that's a stretch. That good quarterbacks. No, 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 make other I players... agree with that. I'm not. But, but I'm not saying bringing Rogers. up Aaron Rodgers in any Dwayne Haskins conversation. I'm not comparing the kid to Rodgers, but good quarterbacks make b- players better. Like certainly, it, it, shouldn't that be? What we're expecting? If he gets this, this is also sidetrack conversation. This is also his second NFL start. We should it's certainly hope for it, but we shouldn't ex- necessarily expect it. We want it, we hope for it, but I don't know if you can expect. He needs it. to be given the opportunity to throw for 200 yards. If yeah. he's given enough throws, then yes, he should. Yeah, if they but I'm not the confident. I'm not confident that confident that Bill Callahan isn't just going to shove the try and shove the ball down the Jets' yeah, throat. Now he's got two running backs to deal with instead of just one. There's going to be a lot of carries to give out. I just. It, we see. We hear you, but we're looking at all the other reasons that say maybe it's but, not going to be the storybook if, if, start. If, if my argument was 300, you guys would be right. My argument is 200 passing yards in the modern NFL. Yeah. Not 300. But, like, Case Keenum threw for 120. And, and it was terrible. Him. Right. I know. So, like, I just think we need to start looking at this honestly. And, and, and what is bad is bad. But that's Ashburn. That's Ashburn syndrome. That's not our fault. That's just what happens here. But bad I'm, is bad. But I'm telling you, we have to escape it. <laughs> we can't. We do every We're day. literally parked here. I think looking. I think looking at incremental, looking for incremental steps for Dwayne isn't the worst thing in the world. If we, get, I agree with that. But the increments need to be above 200 pass yards, or it has to be some sort of situation like you two have described, where AP goes for 150 and Geis goes for another 80, and they only throw the ball 11 times and win, like. Alex had a few of those games where the offense was all running. Humming. And they, I don't know about humming, but they did enough to win. And if, if that's the plan, okay. But, but I, I just. Dwayne was what, 15 of 22 for like 145? If he increases that by 50 yards, which is a pretty big increase, he's still going to be under 200. How about you hit on a couple deep balls or something? How if, about you let him throw a couple deep balls? Right. How about you let him throw a couple deep balls? Call a couple deep balls. Right. There was nothing that was even. Was there anything thrown over 10 yards? I don't know what quarterback would have gotten 200 yards in that offense last one. week. A good one. Was there was there a ball thrown over 10 yards the last week? The one to Paul Richardson that was incomplete out near the end zone. I'm worried about you guys. If he hits that ball to Trey Quinn, it's 30 yards. And if he puts it in a good spot, maybe Trey can run down the field. I get it. All right, this is... I'm worried about you two. I'm trying. I'm trying. We're you at least notice it. We're Maybe all, we're all in the quicksand. I'm trying to fight my way out. But you know what happens when you fight out of quicksand? You sink, you sink harder. Deeper. So you two are just drowning. I'm gonna no. drown slower than you. T- <laughs> Do you drown in quicksand? I think so. I think you just get drowned. You get water. enveloped by it. Does quicksand really exist? <laughs> No. Is that a real? I, I got I a stick. A I'm holding onto a stick, to make myself wide. So I, so I think if anybody's gonna, slower. All right. Does quicksand exist? Is a really good. Question. I want. I want incremental steps. The first one was getting on the damn field. He got on the field against the Bills. I want him to look better this week than he did last week. I want him to throw some deep balls. I want them to call some deep balls. I, we don't know what this offense is going to look like. Yeah, they say they're going to expand it, and I hope it's true, but I'm not sure I necessarily believe it. If Bill's still running it. Don't listen to what they say. Expanding they it by do. Bill might just mean like run more outside. Like he's literally just expanding the running offense. I think they open it up a little. I think they let the kids spin I, it a bit. I, it, there's, there's these just two a, home games. You gotta start doing that. Oh, man.
in an effort to get out of the quicksand, whether by fighting or holding onto a stick. Let's move on to Colin Kaepernick. Oh. Um, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick <laughs> is working out. The NFL set up a workout for him on Saturday in Atlanta. The Redskins will be in attendance. I don't see any path towards Colin Kaepernick signing in Washington. Bill Callahan said at the podium originally he didn't think they were going to attend. We came to find out that they were in discussions. They weren't sure what the plan was going to be. Bill didn't want to go up there and misspeak. Right. Like almost immediately, like uh, the presser NDR said, hey, hey, this is what's happening. We just weren't. I, and it's also my understanding that most of, if not all of the league, will have somebody there. Right. Now, I don't think you're going to see head coaches and GMs. Well, like, yeah, because they're playing the next day. A lot maybe if you're on a buy or something, but we can do this quickly. Steve Weiss made a good point on NFL Network about it. About how Saturday, while it's a, this all whole thing is a weird situation. Sure, Saturday is almost a better day for area scouts to be able to make it out to make it out there because they're not in full on game prep for the next week. So maybe that was the point that he I think made. Tuesday's the day. Tuesday's the day for tryouts across the league usually. Right. Quickly because we don't need to spend a lot of time on this. Does he get signed and where? I'll go first. I say yes, and I kind of think. I think Miami, but I kind of think Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh would make Ooh. a lot of sense. I think yes. I think not till the offseason, and I think it's Carolina. Peter? I think yes, offseason, and it's not in the NFL. You, you think it's the XFL? CFL? I don't know. I'm just trying to be different. I have no idea where he'll end up. I think it's this year. Do we, you think it's like within so somebody the week sees or something two in this weeks or workout and says we'll give him that last four games for I our crappy team? I think the Dolphins are – like, I, I don't know. I just – I don't know. Yeah. This seems so – Weird that the league is creating this workout. They don't do this for any, like nobody created a workout for DJ Swearinger. Or, yeah, and, and I recognize I, there's lawsuits and all sorts of stuff. And I don't know enough about this, and we don't do politics. But I don't know. We'll see what it's happens. It's a strange situation. That's you want hard. to talk real quick about sure. why it doesn't make sense here? Yeah, because are the three vet quarterbacks. Yeah. On, on Well, one they've turned it over to the rookie. Finally, right. probably four games too late. This rookie has already dealt with his head coach getting fired and the entire Trent Williams saga debacle, whatever you want to saga debacle, that that has been that situation. He doesn't need Cap showing up. One to probably compete for his job. Two, we come out here and everybody in that locker room pretty much knows all the media faces that are there. Everybody oh. understands when Cap shows up, that's going to look way different. You're going to have CNN and. Fox News and MSNBC. Yeah. Anderson and, Cooper can and hang even out if on you our were podcast. Si- and even if you were signing him, you still have you know, the two vets who are there and Alex Smith who's still waiting in the wings. Right. Alex Smith, Al- they got to pay Alex Smith 20 mil next year. Right. There's, there's a lot of reasons it doesn't right. make sense in D.C. All right. That was Colin Kaepernick talk. We are moving on. I got a couple things. AP had a pretty good line today. Um, also, Pete wrote an interesting blog. Uh, I want to thank the folks, Orsman Automotive of Virginia. Go check out Orsman Chantilly Toyota. They are at 4135 Auto Park Circle right there in Chantilly. Give them a call. They are happy to take care of you. How late do you think they're open every night? Ooh, 10 p.m. 9 p.m. That's, That's really pretty good. good yeah. You got time after work Car- to swing by yeah. there. and, and They're, see they're right off 50 in Chantilly. Go check them out. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Kia. Let's ride together. 
Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. Pete has a read. We're back to Pete. All right. Are you guys football fans listening to this podcast? I would assume you are. And if you are, you need to check out this new game, Sunday Night 7. The name is great and it fits very well. It's on the NBC Sports Predictor app. Guys, there's really no reason not to play. It's totally free. We like that. And it has $2 million in guaranteed. Guaranteed is capitalized in this read I'm doing. Guaranteed cash prizes this season with 100000 up for grabs every week. All you have to do is make seven predictions about what will happen in Sunday Night Football as the Bears head out west to face the Rams. And if you do, you have a chance to win serious money. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app or head to NBCSports.com slash predictor now to make your Sunday Night 7 picks. Better. Well yeah. done. Like, I didn't have a any, like... A little fast. Like, you came through your downstroke a okay. little fast. Yeah, like, I don't think I had any, like, fun creativity like Mitch did, but I felt like I got through it smoothly. Maybe just yeah. slow down. It was a little quick, but it yeah. was good. Thank good. you. Go check out... The, I mean, that thing is fun. I did it last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. It's, it's fun. There's yeah. No reason not to do it. Free and guaranteed cash if you do it really Free, well. guaranteed cash. And there are a few things in life that are free and or guaranteed. Very few. No such thing as a free lunch, Mitch. Nope. Or guaranteed lunch. <laughs> I mean, prison. Don't you get guaranteed lunch in prison? Three squares. Is it free? <laughs> it's kind of free. Oh. I don't know. All right. I, I don't think you're walking up with lunch money. I I don't know. I'm not sure. You know what's, you know what's good? <laughs> None of the three of us We're touching on a lot of things here. Also, fight night. Mitch and I will be there. I think there's still some tickets available. You guys should check it out. We are very excited. We can do this briefly. Pete turned down fight night because yeah. he's not into boxing. Yeah, and also I don't really have a tux or enough like good you know the the wear. chance for life thing we went to at MGM. Yeah, imagine if you turned that down because you're not into poker. Right, that's what you did. Yeah, well now I'm really yeah. regretting it. Okay, it's gonna be it's a fun night. I, I went a few years ago. It's I can't wait. It's the last quite a one. Fun night. It's gonna be a big deal. Okay, well um, you guys just do stuff without me all the time now, so this will just continue that tradition. Cool. All right, Mitchell, you listened to Adrian Peterson talk. Basically on Monday, I believe the question was asked to Bill Callahan. Hey, Darius Geis is back. Is there any chance Adrian Peterson will be inactive? Because Jay Gruden, kind of infamously at this point, made Peterson inactive week one when Geis was healthy. Geis got hurt. We've seen how that went poorly. Well, Geis is back. Callahan said no. AP will be active. And AP spoke for the first time today since Geis is coming back, I guess. What's it going to look like with you and Darius on the field together? It's going to be exciting. We were just kind of talking about it walking off the field. Um, you know, just having a guy whenever you come out, you know, you can somewhat kind of relax because, you know, the guy's in there, the guy that's in there is going to get the job done, you know. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, how things go. How do you feel about your situation with Darius coming back? Because before there was some uncertainty that... Yeah, Coach Gruden was here. He's no longer here. So it's a different <laughs> scenario. <laughs> so AP takes his shot at, at uh, Jay. Jay ain't here anymore. He's not worried about I formation, 50, 50 runs, fifty runs a game. It's interesting to hear. I mean, those two, those two seem to have gotten along so well from 
AP and Geis. Yeah, AP and Geis. That I don't think there's a I don't think there's friction on who's going to get more carries or whatever. And I don't think that AP is particularly worried about about Darius being back. And Callahan had some interesting comments today that he believes Geis can slot in for a lot of Chris Thompson opportunities. Chris Thompson, it sounds like, is nowhere near coming back, which I, at some point you got to wonder about IR. Him and Vernon. And his future with the team. Thompson's in the last year of his deal. I think Vernon is too. If, when, a new coach or new anybody comes in, you got to wonder if they're not going to overhaul a lot of this thing anyway. Something to watch there, you know, as we keep going. But uh, I don't know if I made this argument on the pod, but I think this weekend is the most intriguing Redskins game since week one. That's fair. You got whatever the future might look like, you have two huge pieces on the field together for the first time ever in Haskins and Geis. Defensively, I mean, maybe the Jets can be had. We'll see what version of Sam Darnold shows up. And I think all three of the Jets' starting linebackers are out still. It's good for people out there in the early 33 season. pool. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to talk way more about the matchup, particularly Friday morning on the stream. But the biggest thing is this offense has to score. I tweeted out that the Redskins, happy one-month anniversary of the last time the Redskins scored yeah, a touchdown. Yeah, that was a good month. That tweet kind of went way bigger than I expected. I just thought it was like a funny one-off thing. Uh, I think the one month without scoring has really resonated. And there are these, like, sticklers out there that are like, yeah, they had a bye. Well, they also had three games. Yeah. <laughs> like, and. So, Pete wrote a good blog. Go, Pete. All right. So, I did 10 reasons why the Redskins will break their touchdown less streak on Sunday against the Jets. And I'm going to read 10. 1 through 10, you guys are going to kind of just react real quick. Okay. First reason is they have to be due for one. Simple. They haven't scored a touchdown in 195 minutes of game. They're not going to do it for another 60. This is already a franchise record. There's no way they can do franchise record plus another game. I agree because they've also been down at the goal line and gone backwards. They're just like they're They're moving the ball. Luck box their way into one. It's a matter of time. What what would help the luck box is just throwing the ball deep, maybe connect on something. Second reason: they're starting their most talented QB. He may not be the most experienced. He may miss a run audible that Colt McCoy, Case Keenum can make. The offense feels like it has the highest ceiling with Dwayne Haskins under center. He can break a sack and throw the ball downfield and do stuff those guys couldn't physically and maybe generates a big play that way. I think certainly on any given play, he has the highest ceiling. I don't know about running the offense start to finish, but I pretty much agree with that one. I'm okay with that. All right, this one I feel pretty good about. So that talented QB should be feeling really good about where he's at. So, of course, he's now the starter. He's taken plenty of reps now. He has the backing of the team. He feels more confident. He wants more authority. This should be the most at ease, sure of himself, and ready he's been as a pro quarterback. Agree with that. I think we saw that at the podium. I mean, he's in a yeah. really good mental spot, and that's yeah. going to lead to a good place. The hof- offense will hopefully employ a more aggressive approach. Callahan said he wants to expand the playbook going forward, uh, downfield passing, play action, and when you are more expansive, and hopefully you score more. That's what you got to hope you see. I think we'll see that, and that's why I think we can't be comfortable with fewer than 200 passing yards, but I'm not going to relitigate that. Okay. We haven't seen it yet. Okay, now we're getting away from Dwayne's stuff. Number five, Darius Geis is returning. Yes, it's impossible to project much because he hasn't really gotten through a game without being hurt. And also the Jets' defense is really damn good. But Darius Geis, and it's weird to call him an explosive weapon because, again, we've never really seen it. But all the, the Jets' stuff, defense really damn good? Their run defense is second in the NFL. But it's hard to say Geis is explosive, but everything we hear from coaches and players is that he is. So you just get another weapon on an offense that's been pretty 
dormant. That's and all. Doesn't he, have many. They bottled up Saquon. Yeah, and that's all we talked about is the Redskins need more explosiveness on offense, and and Darius Geis at least what we've seen in in practices and mini camps and OTAs and training camps seems to be explosive. I'm going Tandler on this one until we see Geis yeah. do it. I'm just, I, I think. I think the kid has a ton of potential, but until we see it, it's not going to be a reason for me. Okay. Reason six. I hope to see it. Now, I've talked about the running defense, but overall, the Jets' defense allows 26 a game, which is 26th in the NFL. And they, JP likes to point out, they just let Daniel Jones throw for four touchdowns. You're not going against the uh, 2001 Ravens here. Hopefully, it's a bad opponent, and that helps. Sure. Okay. Yep. Reason eight. Sam Darnold, ball security is lacking. Of course, Dwayne Haskins has had a ton of turnovers in a quick time, but Darnold has nine interceptions and three fumbles this season, and that's in only six games. So you get a short field or two, and that will make scoring a touchdown a lot easier. I think I've seen, what, 16 fumbles from Darnold in his first 13 games in his NFL career. Seems like there's a possibility. Josh Allen turns it over a lot, too. They didn't get one there. Okay. Kirk has been known to turn it over. Yeah. They didn't get one there. All right. Uh, reason number nine, there won't be any monsoons on Sunday. Part of the reason this whole thing exists is because they played in a game where it was basically impossible to score a touchdown. There will not be a monsoon at FedEx Field. There was no weather concerns in Minnesota. I know. <laughs> the wind know. was blowing in Buffalo. Sure, but... but those were basically four quarters where they it was very hard to score a touchdown because the Niners didn't do it either. This is why I wanted to do 13 reasons. I couldn't get there because number nine was a monsoon. Number 10, Washington is coming off a bye, and I'm using this more as like a, not the strategy-wise, but Trey Quinn just told us on Monday how refreshed he feels, and I think that will apply to a lot of guys, so hopefully they look at Sunday as opposed to coming off of a bunch of losses in a row, feeling beaten down. They approach with a little more freshness and eagerness and will be more excited and locked in for this game than they would have been if they had lost five in a row. You know what happened last year off the bye? Yeah. They went to New Orleans and got curb stomped. You know what they also did? They scored touchdowns. It's not the best. Uh, <laughs> now that Saints game was a hornet's nest. That Drew Brees yeah. record night. Like yeah. I don't know that anybody was winning, but uh, well, be for right. a little I, I a fresher team. Six or seven of those were legit. Yeah. I think you were probably just stretching to get to ten, so you can make a top ten list. Yep, if I had to guess. How fresh do you feel coming off the of bye, Pete? Uh pretty fresh. Yeah, I feel good. I think it's. I think there's a little merit to it, but uh, I think I feel kind of fresh. It's nice to chill for a weekend, even though yeah. we didn't chill. You certainly didn't chill. I did very little chilling. But. Thank you for letting me read that article, guys. That was fun. Hopefully the readers enjoyed it, and the listeners too, because we're multi-platform. I saw Mo Hawk enjoyed it. He, he like did. tweeted it at me. Yeah. I don't know why he had to tweet it at me. He tweeted like Julian Beamich, too. I felt kind of bad, but I kind of liked it. Yeah. Thank um, you, Mo. <laughs> One more time, thank you to Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. Encourage you to do the same thing. All right, we have two things. Do you have the comments from the Survivor folks? Yes, I have them. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll divide them up. We'll right now is the time. We'll each read a few. So, I think I only have one, two, three. So, I can read all them. the people that, somehow we had a 27-person tie in Survivor. That's wild. And so what we've said is whoever sends us a note, you, we, we get to, you get to have something read on the podcast. All right, so first one is Bailey Fink. Bailey's we know Bailey. Bailey's son is turning one this month. Happy birthday, Sebastian. A This is Bailey's quote, a future miserable Skins fan. I hope you enjoyed Sebastian. Happy birthday, cake. Sebastian. Happy birthday, Sebastian. Get a smash cake in there. Those things are fun. All yeah. right. Let Mitch read one. All right. Uh, this is yours, Mitchell. Vinny. Vinny wants to uh, shout out all the Skins and O's fans that had to put up with all the Nats crap the last month or so. <laughs> From a Mets fan, you might like that one. I'm okay with it. Other than when you guys are being miserable, it, it, I was happy to watch you guys, my friends, have fun. That's nice of you and classy. All right. This one is from Clock. At J Clock TikTok. 
and he wants us. <laughs> Justin Barb doesn't know football. So <laughs> there you go, Justin. Justin, if you're listening, you don't Justin know football. Barb doesn't know football. Yikes! Tough to be Justin Barb right Tough now. Tough day, Justin. Sorry. Is that uh, it? There's one more here. This is from. Did we check the email? We told people to email us. Yeah, I haven't checked it. But also, I didn't give out the address, so maybe it didn't work. Did you check the DMs on Insta? No, I can do that right now. Well, we can keep these going. At hail to old DC, I hereby humbly... Oh, yeah, this is the guy we got this morning. Hereby humbly request that each of you do the Super Troopers thing and casually replace now with meow once on the next podcast, preferably with no explanation. So we've forgotten to do that. I also don't really... Um, I've dropped it twice now. You have? Yeah. No, you haven't. Once. Right before we started here, I dropped the let's go, right meow. Oh. All right. Well, okay, he did it in the car before we got on. Right counts. meow is time for Pete's thing. Okay. This, this is, is Pete's excited. I just want to build this up. Oh, boy. I, think I don't even know, know what it is. This. Nope. He wouldn't tell me. He told Dude, me to trust him. So I deserve no credit for this. This is being delivered. I'll explain all after. I just want to play this. How long is this going to take? It's 40 seconds. Okay. I think for both, Mitch, I want you to put your phone away and listen to this. This is a, I think it's a 10 out of 10 for both you guys. Oh, I want to put it right here. JP, it's Coach Gary Williams. Congrats on surpassing 5 million downloads. Not bad for a guy who used to spend every night of the week at Bentley's, even though you had such a smooth jump shot. Every Redskins fan out there, especially those who are Terps, should be listening to Redskins talk, as JP is the best in the business. Mitch, the Ryan Randall-Tosh Holden combination of the podcast. Good to see a fellow Terp really getting it done. Pete, what's this I hear about you becoming a Michigan fan just for a girl? That's really a loyal fan. A fist pump for me to you guys. The momentum is real. That's pretty damn juicy. Well, damn. I mean, damn. how much how much juice is that? That is, that is incredible. For you two guys who are Maryland basketball lovers. That was cool. So that is... I was not expecting that, Peter. That is all Tim Shovers. He gave that to me last week and said, play it when they're all around. I've been sitting on this for a week and just dying to show it to you. Again, Tim deserves all of the credit. That's cool. Gary Williams. Shovers, you're the man. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Gary Williams congratulating so us on 5 what, million downloads. What's incredibly funny, then, that you... I had no idea that was coming. I, like, teared up at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I love. <laughs> How sick is that? So this morning, I was coming out of the gym, and I had just shaved. And I have this absurdly stupid mustache yeah. that Pete has and Mitch kind of has. The goatee doesn't count. <laughs> You have a goatee. You don't have a mustache. There's we're a over, mustache. We're over here with mustaches. But I've run into Feinstein and Gary. <laughs> and I had no idea that existed. Yeah. And I say hello to them. And John's like, JP, you got a mustache. <laughs> and Gary just looked at me like, what is wrong with this dude? <laughs> and luckily, I said, I was like, yeah, it's a fundraiser. And Feinstein knew about it. He's like, oh, November, that's right. And honestly, had I heard that before I ran into Gary this morning, I would have... Yeah, it would have been have a great broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, time you see him. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was cool. That was cool. Thank it's you, Timmy. So sick. That's a good way to end it. Should we throw a quick November tease in there? Sure. November.com. Search for the Redskins Talk Pod. Where is it fighting? Really? It's us.movember.com. Okay. Yeah. And you can search. You go to donate, and there's a search page. Redskins Talk is the first name. Podcast is the last name. So Redskins Talk one word, then podcast second word, and then you can donate if you would like. Let's put. Let's all post pictures to the Instagram and update, and okay. let's uh, put that info and in put the info in. Okay. Yeah, we'll try Perfect. to raise a little money. Everybody, how about this? If you are able, donate five bucks. Yeah. If a hundred people donate five bucks, that's like ten grand. Yep, I think that's that checks lot. out totally. It's a lot of money. <laughs>
Uh, that was cool. Yeah. I, uh, I knew you looked at me skeptically when I said, I have something, trust me, but I think that delivered. I knew it was a 10 out of 10 for yeah. you guys. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. Gary Williams zinged me for being a Michigan fan. I will hold that close to my chest forever. Yeah. Well, what was funny is we were actually talking college hoops today, and you, like, met, Pete broke out, like, eight Maryland stats, <laughs> yeah. and then Kyle was like, I thought you were a Michigan fan. And Pete's like, oh, yeah, I just, I'm a big Big Ten guy. Love the Big Ten. I <laughs> love Big Ten guy. You can front about football. Like, we all kind of take or leave football. Yeah. But, like, when you Go to Maryland basketball. Maryland matters. basketball Xfinity Center is one of the coolest places I've been. Right. Yeah. So, Mellow Trimble does well. If we ever got into, if you ever went, did you ever go to a game of Cole? Uh, I went to one bar. I barely remember it, but yeah, I was in oh, there at least once. Cole was it the best. All right, we got to go. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Tim. Gary. That means Thank a lot. You, Thank you, listeners. Uh, we are back Friday morning, ten thirty on the stream, and maybe we'll be able to turn that into a pod this week. We'll find out. I don't know. We don't know who's in charge. Goodbye. Everybody ready? I'm, I'm a little off kilter now. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to send that clip to both of you I guys think, so you can uh, listen to it a hundred more loop. times. Yeah. All right. We got to go. Thanks for listening. You made it as far. I owe you beer. JP, it's Coach Gary Williams. Congrats on surpassing 5 million downloads. Not bad for a guy who used to spend every night of the week at Bentley's, even though you had such a smooth jump shot. Every Redskins fan out there, especially those who are Terps, should be listening to Redskins Talk. As JP is the best in the business. Mitch, the Ryan Randall, Taj Holden combination of the podcast. Good to see a fellow Terp really getting it done. Pete, what's this I hear about you becoming a Michigan fan just for a girl? That's really a loyal fan. A fist pump for me to you guys. The momentum is real. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Toyota. Let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Fairfax Toyota. Let's ride together.